Hey, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project, where music making matters. I'm your host, Ashley Bienyage. Each episode features interviews with local music makers in hopes to connect the vibrant Winnipeg music scene with listeners like you. Through stories of songwriting, album releases, and touring, listen to the unique journeys of local artists who love what they do. Listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Bianyaz, your host. Today I'm here with Paige Drobot. Hey. Is that how you say it? Yeah, it is. Robot, yeah. Robot. (laughs) With a D. I never actually, I was like, maybe I should have asked before we started recording. (laughs) It's all good. Um, You've been on the show before. Yeah. Previously as the Psychics. Yeah. And uh, now you are um, releasing the solo. Yeah, it's my first first solo album where I played everything and produced it myself and Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I recorded it in my house, and I did everything except mastering. I sent it away to Montreal. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. How do you get into producing it, and, like, how did you get into that? Well, I I got my first, like, well, when I was a really little kid, there would be, like, we'd have to do band tests at school, and if they would take these take-home band tests, so I would take my little tape recorder out of the library and record my band tests in five minutes and then start recording my songs on there. Um, and then when I was about 12 years old, my parents got me for my birthday, like my first little USB recording thing. And I started just doing like, I had, there's a few of my own songs, but a lot of like just really elaborate cover songs with doing all the parts and all that stuff and trying to mix it that way. And then I didn't really do any, um, recording. Like I put that thing in a box when I went to music school and it didn't come out again until I was about 22, 23 and then started making this making this record and recording stuff again. It feels nice. good. Yeah. <laughs> so, and why did you decide to do like a solo thing? Because you had been in, in bands previously. Yeah. Well, um, I was the psychics weren't really learning any of my new tunes at that point in time, and um, so I I just had like a and I was writing so many songs at the time, and I was filtering them off into different bands like the Vangoras and stuff. And there was some that just didn't fit with any of them. So I thought, well, maybe this is a new thing, and. Uh, what if I just try to do it all myself because then it'll get done on my time. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? You're the only one accountable. Yeah, exactly. You have to get it done. It's amazing what you can get done when right. you don't have to organize any people. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. I am. Um, man, I have no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's, before we talk about the album and, and the solo, the solo career path that you've chosen. Um, I know we had talked about it on the show when you were on previously, but just as a refresher, um, how did you get involved in music? What instruments do you play? Like, what sure. kind of sound do you like to, to make when you're playing music? Totally. So um, I've been playing guitar since I was uh, about 10 years old. And like, I've always, I've probably known since I was about five that I wanted to be a musician. Like, I would always get into these really embarrassing kind of performance situations. You know, I wanted to sing at every single thing. And uh I've always had a w- bit of a weird voice, right? So it, it never really caught on that way. And then I started playing guitar because I desperately wanted to. My dad um, played guitar. Um, him and my mom would always play in the evenings. And uh, my mom would sing and he would play. And then I just um, just started basically joining in by watching his fingers. And then qu- quickly, and much to my dad's jealousy at the time, like I got better <laughs> than him. And then I would play all the little lead parts for him. And then that was awesome. We'd be doing like Guns N' Roses and stuff like oh, that, awesome. right? And, and uh, 
blind melon that kind of a thing Mm -hmm. and um and then I just um kept playing and that's all I wanted to do so I would come home from school and play till I went to bed um and then I got into I was able to move to Winnipeg at 18 to study jazz guitar and um I'm so glad that I was able to get out of my town that way because not even for the music education but just to get into the scene and be able to play in bands in Winnipeg and all that Mm -hmm. so I play guitar and um but on this record I played just about everything except the drums and the flute (laughs) (laughs) well I mean that's a whole other thing yeah exactly yeah I played flute in middle school and that like I can't even imagine trying to learn that just for an album oh god (laughs) um so why did you why would did you go to school for jazz guitar like what was the plan well the plan was good question eh? (laughs) because um I don't think I ever was going to be a jazz musician I just I enjoyed jazz band in high school and went to all the little camps and all that stuff and it was just challenging music to play and I wanted to play with the best I find that if you play with people who are way better than you then you have to work for you have to work harder so I wanted to play just the most challenging thing I could find (laughs) I guess at the time I was a little I was quite cocky as a kid you know what I mean and I've Mm -hmm. I've kind of gone in the opposite way like just kind of realized that I have my own voice and my own vocabulary and if I you know am being myself then it's not it's not doesn't come out as jazz because that's just not what I was raised like growing up listening to. So mm-hmm. that's not my voice. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Like I met a lot of in- uh, artists who go into the faculty mm. of, of jazz or classical. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really make that kind of music, but silly programs in Winnipeg. Right. Right. It's kind of cool. I've heard that Brandon is switching to like a pop uh, program. There's really? a rumor that I heard. Yeah. Which makes sense because so many of the musicians who are coming out of there are playing in indie bands you know what i mean like yeah um, i think they just kind of realize like this is what we're we're actually doing for people so yeah let's just call it what it is right yeah it's like there's a demand yeah um, and like with the way things are going like how many kids are getting into jazz as the young like you know what i mean probably not enough to support a whole program right and, yeah and what's the point of i just i couldn't i couldn't um i'm too much of like a like a like a I was never even when I was a kid in high school you know what I mean I'm not I don't do well with like authority you know what I mean <laughs> so I've always like I just I hate proving stuff to people right so right. like and I hate faking it so I just thought like you know I can't I can't fake it for all these years and then start my life you know mm-hmm. so when did you start writing music oh gosh when I was just a little kid um when I, I think I probably wrote my first song when I was about 14 but like I same with my recording, it kind of took a backseat when I was doing the jazz guitar thing. And then, um, and what, and what kind of music were you writing at the beginning? It was very like uh, Nirvana or something like that. Like okay. that was my hero when I was a kid. Nirvana and like I wanted to be Courtney Love when I grow up, kind of thing. Like <laughs> the great role models available for women these days. Like you know what I mean? Like how many rock? Like you know, yeah. I had the choice. I could be Joan Jett. I could be, <laughs> you know, yeah. there it is. Um, and um. But then I started writing, writing more when I was after I was finishing my first first year of school, and just that's all I've liked to do ever since, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and after you started um, your first year of school, did you did you notice how it was influencing? Totally, yeah. Actually, like the first songs that I was writing coming out of there were probably like more complex than they needed to be, right? And then it was it's it's um the you know it wasn't the most fluid kind of vocal melodies because the chords are too wild and all that and I've kind of in the last few years like I got really big into like the 70s songwriters Carol King and Cat Stevens nice. all that kind of stuff awesome. right Janice Ian and so just kind of like 
went back to my roots of growing up, I thought like this this isn't who I am. Who I am is sometimes farmer chords with the twist, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Oh, cool. Yeah, I like it like that. Um, so then, how would you describe? Uh, I mean, like the psychics was pretty interesting, and um, <laughs> I loved it very. Um, like, you never know what you're gonna get, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, how would you describe um, this sound on this, like this, this, this new solo project? Totally. Well, it's it's kind of similar to the psychics, but almost more of a condensed version of it, right? Um, it's still kind of got that prog rock thing where it's. The songs have all these different parts and sections and genres all mixed in together, but it's a lot smaller and kind of like, kind of like I'm able to get my ideas out in a more concise way now. Okay. Um. <laughs> awesome. So like, but more, yeah, just a little more, a little more poppy and less, uh, yeah, just a little bit less of that prog kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So if someone stopped you in an elevator and said, well, what kind of music do you make? How, how would you describe it? That's the hardest thing, yeah. right? <laughs> That's the hardest thing. Um, um, just rock music, you know, like a very kind of retro 70s um, psychedelic rock music, but I don't know. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. It's so hard. Like, um, that's the that's the thing right now trying to do any kind of press or any kind of just trying to book shows on tour there what do you sound like it's like i don't well, know i sound like me yeah, right <laughs> like, just, like everybody sounds like them yeah you know? <laughs> right it's like well listen to it and if you yeah if you feel- and, and like with some projects that i've been in like vangora's when i was writing songs for them they had a very specific sound in mind and i, I would write for that sound right whereas with my own music i try not to put any limits on that and just write whatever i want to Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so you have songs that are all kinds of different styles. Right. Um, so sorry, I was making a note and yeah, I was trying no to remember problem. what I was <laughs> going to say, but where do you draw your influences from songwriting or, or yeah, uh, probably the biggest is David Bowie. Um, cool. and then the thing with Bowie is he was written all kinds of songs as well. Right. Um, Bowie. And then, uh, I like John Frusciante a lot as well. And same deal. He's done every kind of record in his career and I, th- I think that's I think it's neat when you can still tell it's them even though they're doing all these different kind of styles right so I like unique voice yeah I, w- I wish it was more accepted to be able to experiment with all of these totally these different like flavors like I just recently read um, Buffy St. Marie's um, mm-hmm. uh, autobiography and she's like doing all these interesting like electronic and like rock and and it was like jarring to her to her fans and and like with, with David Bowie, like why can't artists experiment yeah. and, and be artists? <laughs> I don't know. I think people are so set in their ways, right? And they, mm-hmm. they like a certain thing. Whereas like I'm such a song by song basis that if it's a good song, I don't care what style it is. You know, if it right. makes me feel, it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you're writing, does like the, does this feeling come first or do the lyrics come? How do you, how does a song inspire you to get started? Yeah, a little bit different all the time. Sometimes I'll have a set of chords. Sometimes I'll be driving in my car and come up with a vocal melody and then I have to go home and put it to chords. Um, That's one thing, I guess, with like, you know, uh, the academic stuff is just having the background to when you're short a chord and you hear the melody, be able to put it to it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, That's one thing that I guess I didn't have when I was a kid. I really followed the chords rather than had the vocal melody and was able to put the chords around it. Yeah. But um, yeah, it could be anything. Someone that made me mad, something that made me happy or just something silly. I don't know, all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And do you take, how do you know when an idea is something that you want to actually pursue or is it everything you treat equally? Ah, that's hard. Um, 
if I can still remember it the next day, then it's probably an okay one. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I, I, um, I'm not one. I don't do a lot of demos. Um, a lot of people every time they write something, they record it on their phone, and then they have like 500 songs on there. But then they drop their phone, and it's all gone. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I, if it doesn't kind of stick with me, then I, I forget about it. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I always hear how people will have voice memos and it's just like, I started accumulating like hundreds and hundreds. And yeah. Like, are these just forgotten things that are going to take up space in my phone now? <laughs> yeah. Like I've had friends be so heartbroken when they've lost all theirs. And I'm like, well, what ones do you remember? Maybe work on those, right? Yeah. If, you, if they're that memorable, there's right. probably potential. Right. Exactly. Right. So these four um, songs on this on this EP, which is called um, Zero Thought. Yeah. Um, how did you choose these four out of all, like you said that you're constantly creating content why these four did you work on oh that's so hard um i felt that they had a similar theme um in the lyrics and just emotionally when i was writing them they all came from a very similar time and um i thought that they just kind of fit together that way and and they're also the ones that i started working on you know <laughs> <laughs> i've got a like i kind of group whenever i i have kind of just like I filed them in different spots, you know what I mean? And there's there's a couple more that I could have filed into this kind of thing and maybe I'll release them as singles along the way, but I got the next ones are more of like a 60s girl group kind of thing and cool. just kind of file them all over the place and send songs to bands as needed. And that's these ones, um, I thought only I could, like I, I, I didn't want anyone to help me with these ones, you know? Right. <laughs> these ones are your babies. Yeah, exactly. And and, and so there's a kind of like an overarching theme. What would you say that the theme is for, for these um, four? Kind of just, um, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it, there are a lot of like, um, just growing up, like finding yourself kind of knowing, seeing the patterns in your life that you have with relationships, like, um, even friends and bandmates, all that kind of thing. And just kind of, it's like a weird, like turn 25 and you think, you know who you are now, you know what I mean? And you look back on it and it's just like, yeah, that's how I am. And I'm okay with that. And I don't need any of you if you don't like it kind of thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Kind of just like a self-acceptance. Exactly. Self- yeah. Just yeah. like, um, yeah. Um, like I, with a lot of bands, I try to stay away from, like try to keep things quite vague and unpersonal, but I, um, just said what I felt on this one. This one's more like the true page. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and why, if you were trying to be more vague in previous projects, how did this come, like how do you know that now I'm, I'm ready to be personal and share that with others? I think part of it is just not having any other people working on it with you. You know what I mean? Okay. It's harder to be emotionally vulnerable when you're in a room with, a, with a, some other guys playing instruments or whatever, right? Um, or when they're singing with you, you don't say, you don't want to say anything about them. You don't want to say like all that kind of stuff, right? Like I really got to watch it because people take things really personally. Yeah. Um, even with one of the songs in there, I had pictures of the psychics at one time. They're like, stop writing sad songs about me. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, you're so vain. (laughs) That's funny. Um, and so then, yeah, you're alone and you get to, you get to actually experience this emotion and work through it. Yeah that is extremely vulnerable and sometimes difficult how how are you, how are you okay to share that with others um because i grew up um you know remember when you're like a little hormonal kid and music like 
you they were singing right to you and it you felt that you know what i mean um those are the artists like the emotionally vulnerable artists um are the ones that i've always really liked so i thought i could do that and maybe somebody else could do it too you know what i mean and just want to connect with people right awesome so this being is like honest <laughs> yeah so this is like finally the project where you can truly be yourself and yeah seem you like what's deep, deep yeah exactly inside. oh i love that that's awesome so you you've chose these four songs that mean a lot to you that have this overarching theme um you said that you have like different kind of like pockets of why why this specific pocket like why didn't you go for why didn't you do the girl the girl ah. band first i would like to um play I'd like to play the drums on those ones. <laughs> I need to practice a little bit first. Fair enough. Um, that kind of thing, and just um, yeah, it just it just worked out that I uh, those were the ones that I was ready to record at the time that I wanted to needed right. to. You know, yeah, they were ready, and you're like, they were ready, and this is the there. project. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Uh, so, was it ever in your mind that you were going to maybe go to a produce a uh, to a studio or work with other people to create like why was it so important for you to do it on your own i think just because it was an opportunity to um when you're when you're playing in a band with people um especially like things like the psychics we really gotta for that band it works best when we record live from the floor and everybody's in the room at the same time and i have a hard time getting people in the room at the same time so i these ones also worked out really well that i could build them um piece by piece on my own and I just, I just wanted to try it. I just wanted, I'm c- just wanted some control in my life, right? Especially with the theme of these songs, it's all about just, yeah, getting control. You know, knowing who you are, and um, so yeah, just with control freak on it. Mm-hmm. I went full control freak. <laughs> awesome. We need more of that. Yeah. Um, so you have this album being released through um, Transistor sixty six. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Transistor? Yeah. Transistor okay. sixty six. Nice. Which is a record company here located here and is it they're, are they located they're in Winnipeg, here? yeah. Okay. Um what what was that process like? Is this the first time this has happened? Well, um I played lead guitar on Marshall Birch's record, which was put out on Transistor sixty six. And um also the Vangoras were signed to them as well. So when I was telling my friends that I was recording these songs, they were like, Well, you've been on Transistor sixty six before. You should ask him because he quite often will if you he, it's a very family oriented like family kind of label like where he supports these people through all their different projects and all that stuff so it kind of gave me the confidence to send him my stuff and and then he said he would put it out which kind of blew my mind because uh, I don't know if I particularly fit with any, the sound on the label and all that kind of thing but he's just so nice that art would put it out for me yeah that's awesome <laughs> I'm excited I'm, ex- I'm so excited for you that's so um Wonderful. So, for people who are listening who may not know what's the, the benefit of a, a, like a having a record like mm. behind you, um, how is this helping you? Why would someone want to go to Transistor 66? Totally, totally. Well, um, first of all, the support of other bands um, who are on the label um, for shows, especially when you're traveling, because he has bands all throughout Western Canada and some in the States, and actually now he's got band in germany and paris and all that kind of stuff and it's just a kind of this um, network that you can tap into of other musicians and all that and then he also like i don't work outside of music and teaching um teaching guitar lessons so i don't really have 
the I can't really afford an expensive hobby <laughs> right now. You know what I mean? I'm not looking to make any money. I'm just can't afford an expensive hobby. Yeah. Um, and so the fact that he was able to support me in making this project is just it's amazing. You know, like I I needed that help. <laughs> right. Yeah. And how that support kind of like validates it a little bit. Totally. Yeah. Excited makes it even possible. Oh, yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. Awesome. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to listen to one of the songs on the album. And when we come back, I actually want to do talk about maybe the lyrics and Sweet. a little bit more about like the upcoming tour and everything this summer. Um, so uh, everyone who's listening, stay tuned. This is the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley being as your host. I'm here with Paige Drobot. Uh, we're going to listen to She's Going Down uh, from the album Zero Thought, uh, which is a cover of Johnny Sizzle. Yes, my hero. Yeah, do you want to actually quick, quickly talk about him before we Sure. Um, Johnny Sizzle is Martin Howell, and he is like a Canadian punk rock legend. Um, he And he's just the songwriter who touches my heart and a character who, like, he's the best entertainer that I've ever seen. <laughs> and I just, I wanted to play this song because it really spoke to me. He has a lot of songs that are quite silly you know what I mean like he's quite a comedian as well but this particular one and I ended up talking to him about it after it was just it struck a real emotional chord and and I he's very vulnerable in it and I think he recorded at the right time where you can really hear it in his voice as well so I had to I thought it was such a beautiful song and that it would be neat from a, a woman's voice as well mm-hmm. and it obviously fit in with it the worked. rest of it yeah so it fit in with everything yeah oh, perfect good i look forward to hearing it um so this uh this is Paige robot her cd release party of zero thought is going to be on june 7th at the cavern ten dollars at the door yeah which is open at 9 30 she'll be playing with man candy and ponima ponima listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Bienyaj. I'm still here with Paige Drobot. Hey. I feel like I say it different every time. That's okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> drop it. Drop. Have you ever seen uh, Futurama? Of course. Yes. Okay. And you know like Zoidberg? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Whenever he says like robot, like robot as robot and I hear it, I'm like, I was watching it one time and I was like, oh my gosh, that's the actual pronunciation of my name. Like that's how I remember my grandpa saying it when I was a kid, right? Yeah. Like with the very Ukrainian... Robert, <laughs> but that's not how my family, my yeah. parents taught me to say it or anything like English that. But I was it. like, oh my gosh, I'm related to Zoidberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember when I was younger, I would, I just tell everyone, my, my last name is Bienyars, Bienyars, <laughs> and then I, I don't know what, how I was maybe like twelve or thirteen. I'm like, wait, that's not how you pronounce it. That's not how my dad says it. What am I doing? <laughs> so I get that. It's like a culture shock. Like, yeah. A second. <laughs> I totally get that. So, um, before. The break, kind of a break, it's a short break. Well, not for the listeners because this was amazing six minute long, <laughs> um, I guess, song, uh, which was uh, She's Going Down uh, from your album Zero Thoughts, which is being released on June 7th at the Cavern um, with Man Candy and Pony Ponyma. Ma. Yeah. Ponyma. I'll get it by the end. <laughs> it's like Pony Ma. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. I don't yeah. know. Maybe we both have it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I asked them, but I like, cause I went on one 
I, when I did witch police, I was like, you know what? I don't know if I pronounced that right. So I shot them like a Facebook message. Yeah. And of course they're like, they type it back to me with like the emphasis and stuff. Yeah. And I still don't know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm like, like oh, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, they'll have to come on the show and, yeah. and, and settle it. Yes. And I'm like, thanks Paige. <laughs> Drew it and say your name wrong intentionally. So we'll make it even. Uh, so we op- actually opened the show at the very beginning with the single wonder. Um, can you talk about what inspired that song and, and what's, what is the meaning behind the lyrics? Okay. So that one is like just about, well, really like going with the flow and with what life takes, where life takes you and just kind of knowing that it all works out if you just ride it or whatever. Right. Like it's a lot about fate and um, like one lyric is, fate is choosing what is happening to you uh, or it doesn't matter what you think or what you do just kind of yeah it's a good excuse eh, for all of them <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah no it's just fate yeah, yeah. i'm not i'm not a jerk <laughs> you know <laughs> but yeah um and then there's just the not a lot of lyrics honestly and then it goes into a big long guitar solo mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's yeah it's just kind of what is it it takes a lifetime to know your worth uh, and you make the most of your time on earth like that kind of stuff very yeah. rhymey <laughs> yeah no i love it yeah. i love thank you perfect rhyme um <laughs> uh was that perfect rhyme i didn't even i don't know I don't i'm know. no poet yeah <laughs> um, i don't know the rules right yeah well, you don't need the rules yeah uh, with poetry right yeah are there rules with poetry probably <laughs> someone listening there probably are yeah like, uh yeah there's like a whole textbook i studied it for 10 years right yeah. oh, i'm sorry Yes, my apologies. Respect. Right. You think um, musicians would know that kind of stuff, yeah. all, the, all, all the lyric writing that they do. I have some poetry books. Maybe I should just, nah, whatever. I'm, over, <laughs> I'm overthinking it as usual. So do you believe in fate? Yeah. Uh, I believe in, yeah, like I'm not religious or anything, but everything happens for a reason and it all works out and it's all just taking you to your final yourself. You know what I mean? And um yeah, I just, I don't regret anything really in my life. It's all just made me me. And then sometimes it's been hard. Sometimes it's been fun. But um, like even down to like, I guess another theme of the album would be like, I have like mental illness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was diagnosed as bipolar when I was about 18 and tried to do the whole medication thing. But I found that it kind of leveled me out too much um i i like the manic aspects of things that's when i get stuff done i like staying up all night writing and i like the no filter aspect of things and i found that i was just i it's worth the down times for the high times so i just am able to manage my mental health by checking in on myself and all that kind of thing um just that kind of thing everything happens for a reason and um I am this way and if I can deal with it and use it for my benefit, then that's great. Right. Yeah. I, I, I completely respect and understand like where you're coming from. Like if it medication changes you and it's mm-hmm. like, it's scary. Like who are you becoming? Yeah, it was great. I wasn't sad as often, <laughs> but I also wasn't like that crazy page. And yeah. sometimes I need that, you know, it gets yeah. me into trouble sometimes, but I, I it also gives me creativity. Mm-hmm. And I love, I love what you said. Like the, the, the highs are definitely like worth like the down. And I think that's, yeah. that's important. Um, especially someone who's suffers from depression, mm-hmm. you have to remember that like it's, 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 a, it's a flow. It's temporary. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. nothing that should be constant. Yeah, exactly. And once you, once you kind of know 
that that's that and it's not your fault and it's not forever um then you can kind of deal with it more and you can recognize like I'm just this way right now because my brain is needs this or whatever right Mm. and I'm not it's not going to be like this forever and I'll be up again soon so and it is worth it and I'm able to I'm not down as often anymore because after realizing that you know right oh awesome I love it uh so we'll move on to we'll just transition from that I love it do you want to keep talking (laughs) no it's all good (laughs) (laughs) um just because I want to talk more a little more about songwriting Mm. as a struggling struggling songwriter um I just love to pick your brain. Uh, so Get Over It is the song we're going to be ending with mm-hmm. uh, today uh, in a little bit. Uh, what What is that song about? That one is about, um, well, in my life, I have this weird thing where I cycle through friends. Like ever since I was a small kid, like I don't have many friends that I've been. I, like there's no kid that I went to kindergarten with that I still talk to. Nothing like that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Same. Like I just kind of cycle through and just about getting over it, moving on, shedding stuff and understanding that's the way I am. And every once in a while you meet these people who you do st- stick with for a long time. But I just, it's good in a sense because I've had lots of different friends and I feel like I can talk to lots of people but don't have too many too close. And um, it's, yeah, it's about, yeah, get over it. I'm, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm, this is the way I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and why did you decide to, to write about that and going back to the vulnerability yeah. well but. i was finding like a lot of this i think that when you're like a strong person um when something's going this is what i found and one of the reasons that i have lost so many friends in my life is when people when something's not happening in their life that they let like something's wrong like they're not happy with their situation people can tend to like blame you for it even though you haven't done anything wrong and then all of a sudden there's this huge animosity and kind of like a jealousy um just a, and and they yeah they start to blame all their problems on on you and like one of the lyrics is like look through my eyes see the situation i see like if you saw it from the other side like i haven't done anything to you right. <laughs> like um yeah i don't know and that's just like something that i, I didn't realize till in the last couple of years but it just happened so many times that it's it's like um it's a cycle uh, it's, it's a cycle and you start to realize okay this is just what ha- is happening and through talking to other people they're like no that's they're probably just threatened or whatever right mm-hmm. i'm so sorry you have to go through that it's okay yeah, but and now you get to make money off of it <laughs> yeah, <so>. exactly <laughs> with the socks so it's totally worth it yeah yeah <laughs> hopefully um oh i am sorry that you ha- you have to go through that but um it's i you seem very mindful and very self-aware and i yeah. think that's the most important thing mm. um to be able to look take like step back and kind of look at the situation see the positives and the negatives and how you can like take make the best yeah like i'm super laid back and and if someone doesn't want to be my friend anymore then see you later like i'm not heartbroken right (laughs) oh it'll always it'll go on you know like i you you learn that people who really care about you would never get upset about something like that yeah absolutely and there's six billion people in the world exactly (laughs) yeah we're all so small that's the other thing like another theme of the record is just like the minusculeness of each person's life and like i remember when i was a kid i'd be like i wonder what animals are thinking about like they must have a whole life in there and like or what about this guy's like all these like i've always been really aware of the fact that like what's going on in my own head is so small compared because everybody has their whole situation right yeah i thought about that too and i'm like i wonder what that person's thinking about or like <laughs> what's their life like or, and like, i like to say to my dog like do you miss your mom yeah. like <laughs> i'm your mom now. yeah exactly <laughs> i love it um so 
to transition again, um, you you've written uh, this last song, an ending. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's not the ending. No. There's gonna be many more songs and much more music coming mm. from Paige. But what was what inspired this song? Exact. It comes from the exact same theme. That one is uh, like uh, running away again. Decided that I've got no friends. Never as hard as it seems like it will be. Right. Um, and I've always known how to leave. No, I've been here before. Same. It's just kind of like this doesn't doesn't hurt me. I'll find a new thing, you mm-hmm. know, because I've got myself. Right. So I love that they do all have this 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 important vulnerable theme that it, it obviously means a lot to you. Um, but kind of going back to the David Bowie thing, have you mm. ever thought of creating like a concept album? Oh my gosh! Yeah, totally. Like a tra- totally like a story. Uh, yes, definitely. So so much like. Oh yeah, <laughs> I have. Yep, yeah. but um, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, what's what stopped you? Is it just what stopped me? Wanting to do a really good job of it, I'd like to get a little bit better at production and stuff like that before I tackle something. Because the concept albums that I love are so like high. Like I love like Rick Wakeman and stuff like that, right? Um, yeah, and I just haven't been writing that kind of like long songs lately. Mm-hmm. that'd be like that's right up the psychic's alley yeah right <laughs> um have you thought about just like taking the songs you've already written and then like putting them in an order that, to kind of tell a story oh yeah i think they kind of are i th- um like this record kind of it, it does have that kind of a vibe to it okay um yeah it does i don't know if i did it on purpose but now that i think about it oh cool <laughs> great well, you're welcome thank you a realization <laughs> it's a concept album <laughs> yeah. let's just call it yeah concept <laughs> album um <laughs> Four songs, super concise, like a like a novella. Yes, easy to read. Yes. Perfect. So you're gonna be taking this this completed project that you've been working so hard on on tour this summer. Yeah, just a little one. Um, we're gonna go to Calgary on July 11th and Edmonton on July 12th and Saskatoon on July 13th. Just a little baby baby tour. Lovely, <laughs> I love it. Um, you said we. Yeah, I put a band together to play this music. Um. I had been playing solo, like doing solo shows for years, kind of like whenever my band couldn't get together and someone offered me a show, I would just take it solo or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then for these songs, they were, the instrumentation was so heavy that when I would play them in my solo set, it just seemed so empty. Like there's so many backing vocals and things like that, um, that I thought, you know, I need a band. But does the emptiness add to the Oh, it might. Theme? I know. I know. <laughs> but I get what you're saying. I'm not saying I won't ever play solo again. Yep. Um, this is a very point A to point B band to um, just to promote this record right. and kind of be able to give people an idea of what's actually on the record. For sure. So who's in the band? Okay. Um, Adam and Derek from Confucia are playing um, lead guitar and drums. And then my childhood friend Ian Powell is playing bass. Um, we grew up in Morden playing together. They probably know Ian. I think he's been on the show. Yeah. I, yeah, that name is very familiar. He plays in uh, Amadians and Love Tongues and Speed Demon. Well, I guess not anymore. Okay. But uh, yeah. We have friends on Facebook. That's why I like that name. <laughs> I know yeah, no, we grew up together. So it's like the first time we played together in 10 years. And it's it's nice. When you're doing a project like this, you need to have people who are close to you you know, so that you can be that vulnerable. Right. And then I also got Marshall Birch playing uh, keyboards and singing backup vocals as well. I just love playing with him. He's such, so fun, such a great energy. Oh, awesome. Kind of like takes these songs that are so serious and he feels them, but like he's having so much fun that it doesn't weigh on you as heavily emotionally to do it. <laughs> right. And I love it. So you got this close, this close knit 
yeah band of bandits are gonna go to um uh what just uh, uh west a little west, bit yeah, yeah. <laughs> what direction okay. is that <laughs> it's still early it is early yeah i'm not really thinking um why these cities um well the label has a good western canada reach i thought um and i just wanted to two cities kind of more like winnipeg you know what i mean just a small little guy some i think if i were to go east i might just jump in and go by myself to save costs or whatever this is a big camping trip here this one basically (laughs) i would go further but um i uh like i said i don't have very i I can't afford an expensive hobby (laughs) (laughs) not at the moment no soon though right yeah hopefully yeah after this and also like if people don't there's not like even with this tour it's kind of, it's not like it's better to go places once they there's a demand for you there you know what i mean whereas this one's just kind of get my feet wet and get out of the city um right. people probably don't know who i am there and i don't know who's going to come to the show but then i can say i went i guess you know what right. i mean and then maybe go somewhere else right yeah it's nice like resume builder yeah you get the experience you get to practice playing the music in different cities totally so. and i've also done the over expose yourself in winnipeg thing with many bands playing every weekend or whatever right so and i know that when you play all the time that's when you get really good um by playing lots of shows but i don't want to do them all here <laughs> right yeah and once you start or playing often maybe the people won't come as often mm-hmm. it's like oh well she'll be in exactly place. although <laughs> although the psychics we thought maybe people were coming because we play too often but now we barely play and people still don't come it doesn't matter <laughs> it's an acquired taste yeah i love <laughs> the it, thing though. with the thing with nerds when you're nerds and you're making music for nerds nerds don't go out yeah, right <laughs> yeah. like do i no <laughs> yeah it's hard to to convince them to yeah. you know get out of the comfort of their yeah and i don't blame them because it's hard to convince me too <laughs> right for sure i get that um speaking from experience uh so what are your plans with uh with the music and, and the solo project, what, what what do you hope to achieve? I just want a be perfect to, world. Yeah, I just want to be able to. Would be great to make put a record out every year. Um, I get the summers off from teaching, so I'm hoping that after I get back from this tour to record another one. Um, and next year is going to be kind of busy for me. I took on a pretty exciting lead guitar project. Um, uh, I got asked to play with uh, Ms. on scene. <gasps> congratulations <I know. laughs> wow so i don't know where we're going but i hope might get to go somewhere yeah <laughs> <laughs> i might get to do something cool in the next year so right. um so trying to get some stuff done before that and then hopefully release another record next year yeah and then you'll have all those, these new experiences exactly that'll be a test of the nerves yeah <laughs> get um have all this like this new content to totally fuel into your music yeah yeah concept album right there there you go so i don't know maybe not <laughs> I, I can't for imagine. you i'll make one for you. <laughs> you i'll play the keys on it oh and, yeah oh perfect. shoot yeah but i'm totally down mm. for that i'd love that um so where can people listen to this music and, and find you other than the show that's happening on june 7th at the okay. cavern well i dropped off a bunch of cds all over town like they're at mm, not music trader uh into the music and in the mall sunrise which was really crazy for me because when i was a kid i used to like go to the mall on band trips and save all my money to buy cds and there wasn't nobody from morden in the mall (laughs) and i'm there now (laughs) i'm like yes congratulations (laughs) um and on Bandcamp, um soundcloud i think 
uh, the record label will probably get it up on iTunes and Spotify and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I'm very lucky. I just sit back and watch. Awesome. <laughs> and where can people follow you on social media? Um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram, just under my name, Paige Drobot. Um, yeah. That's awesome. I'm so happy for you. Thank you so I much. I look forward to your, to your album release yes cd really the cd album doesn't really matter oh yeah it's a cd but it's an ep i'm yeah. very lucky that it got printed <laughs> yeah yeah it's so exciting uh the album art on the on yeah. the um cd mm-hmm. what what where did it come from um well the cover is a piece of vintage fabric that i was gifted people always give me weird clothes and stuff and it's awesome because like yeah most of the time i like it sometimes it's just like you just pick that because it was the weirdest thing in the store but people see things and they they bring them to me because i think they would like to wear it themselves and they don't have whatever right so i got this big stack of vintage fabric from a lady one time and it's it's that's a it's a picture of that and then on the inside is a painting that i did and it was cool they were able to lift all my handwriting from my notebook so it really kept like it's very the meest thing yeah exactly i love it (laughs) it's just something that i have hanging on my wall you know what i mean um and now everybody can have it (laughs) Mm -hmm. i remember when we were doing the interview with um with the psychics you were saying how you were you were elaborate costumes in your own stage is that still going to be a thing with with this project oh yeah um not elaborate like outer space but like vintage uh i want to look like you know, the 70s, the 60s, right? Um, and the cool thing is, like, all my band is very up for letting me dress them. And most of them are about the same size as me. So, like, my whole wardrobe is getting worn and I get to, like, dress everybody and they're all fine with it. So, like, it's the, probably the most, like, cohesive. Because Psychics, we had our costumes and sometimes we kind of matched, but we all had, like, strong idea of what we wanted to look like. Whereas these guys are, like, dress me You're and i'm charge. like sweet all the control you look so much better in my man dress shirts than i do you know right <laughs> for sure i remember yeah and i learned about the psychics i got like a little fabric piece of fabric oh, with yeah. the, like, someone handed it to me when i was doing an interview You're like yeah you got to interview these guys oh that's awesome so i guess that's like, that giant pile yeah. of fabric yeah I, we did patches um i had made a jumpsuit out of that material um and then there was like scraps left over right so i was like what am i gonna do with all these little strips and made patches for people and it's so funny to see like say like these punk rock guys with their like patch vest and then they have like this flower paisley psychics patch on there it really stands out amongst all the like you know what metal band logos look like (laughs) oh i love that maybe i should make patches it's easy it's very fun right How, how does someone make a patch I just cut fabric and painted my name on it <laughs> yeah, with, with fabric painting. Yeah, 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 easy. Yeah, so then- actually, like the thing is with patches is they aren't going to get washed as heavily as other things, especially these guys put them on their stinky jackets and all that stuff, right? Right. <laughs> so like, um, and I always thought like when I was painting and I got paint on my clothes that it stained, right? So I thought, well, there you go, mm-hmm. just paint and it stains, right? Right. <laughs> and so, how do you approach people? So I. No surprise problem. i'm talking about this but <laughs> does it just like hey here's a patch can you put it on your jacket or like well you- uh we had them for sale for the longest time and people okay. would, people would buy them and um i'm finally all out of them now after so many years but uh all of our merch was homemade and people are a lot quicker to invest in a homemade um patch than a homemade t-shirt i think right <laughs> Yeah, but I got real T-shirts this time. That's awesome. It felt so good to not do all that work. <laughs> right. Um, what's what's on those T-shirts? Uh, the fabric from the album cover, and then um, my own my name like painted in my writing. So it still has the vibe of like 
handmade, but it was screen printed. Oh, that's amazing. You're moving up. Yes, exactly. It was just like legit now. Yeah, I just like I can't do that. I can't do all that work anymore. I need to play more music. (laughs) How long would it take you to to make DIY shirts? Oh, gosh. Each one would take half an hour probably, right? And it's not like you can sell it for a million dollars, right? You still have to sell it for the same as a whatever. And it's on a thrift store shirt. So the thing is the work that would go into it was so much more than a screen printed shirt. But they look like they got made at summer camp. So you can't sell them for very much, right? Right. Oh man, I have I've thought about like doing something like that. Like I know like Michael Renberg does that too. He gets yeah their shirts and then it's surprising. Like people are fine to they just want to support you. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be it doesn't have to be fancy, right? <laughs> and as long as you you care about it and you put the effort in, yeah, people will see that. Yeah, and one of a kind like is kind of cool too, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, I really enjoyed getting you on the show again. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun. Um, I liked picking your brain about um your lyrics and thank you and stuff. So. Thanks for coming. You're welcome back anytime. Um, So everyone is listening. If you are convinced now, which I'm sure you are, you want to (laughs) go see Paige live. uh, Her CD release party of Zero Thought is on June 7th. That's a Friday. It's Friday. Next Friday. Friday. This Friday. This Friday. This Friday. Um, Yeah. At the cavern. The cavern. Uh, $10 at the door. Easy. Yeah. Right. Doors are at 930. I'm guessing shows at. 10 yeah 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 whenever usually rolls in rolls at about 10 10 30 nice uh and you're gonna have man candy and ponima yeah ponima so sorry if i'm saying you're wrong <laughs> yeah word come on the show and correct me <laughs> yeah <laughs> there we go <laughs> awesome uh and uh i hope all the best for you i look forward to thank you what you do thank so, you uh thanks everyone for listening to the winnipeg music project on 101.5 umfm i'm ashley being as your host i'm here with Paige Drobot. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Winnipeg Music Project. For more on local music makers, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music by Will and Art from Collector Studio. And a big thank you to UMFM for making this show possible.